Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. First thing I want to talk about, of course, is COVID-19. And the reason I want to talk about it, okay, is because we were thinking about talking about a United Ireland. But we decided not to. Because Claire Byrne is busy doing that tonight. Uh, a little bit later on. And not only that, but every member of government will be on the Claire Byrne Show. And I said to myself, why, how disrespectful is that to the Irish people? That here we are at probably the most critical time in our country where people are losing literally the will to live. People's mental health is at an all-time low. There is no sign of an ending. There doesn't seem an ending in sight. As I can see, no plan, no strategy. Uh, and even the strategy, the, the semblance of a strategy that's there is not working out too well because they can't get supply of vaccines, etc., etc. Um, case numbers are going back up. Which leads me to believe, you know, now they'll keep blaming new variants, saying they're more transmissible. And that's all well and good. You can say that till the cows come home. But according to many different reports that have been out, including um, the Lancet and including one or two other reports that come out, they believe looking at other countries around the world and the way every country has handled COVID-19 differently, their synopsis and their conclusion was that lockdowns don't make any difference to outcome. Now, in saying that, I'm sure there are other scientists that disagree with that. But anyway... Here we are with the longest lockdown in the world, and yet the case numbers are now going back up again. Or certainly they're not going down. They've plateaued uh, for a few weeks, and they're going back up again. Realistically, Irish people can't do any more. Aside from literally being locked in our own homes, we can't do any more, and yet the case numbers are going up because it's simple. No matter what happens, you have to have necessary workers. There's always going to be people working in health, education, uh, people working in shops to serve you food. So people... Part, a percentage of the population, all the way through the lockdown, have still been moving around. Young people will move around. Aside from arresting them all and putting them all in jail, which we couldn't do, you're not going to stop people moving, to some degree. If you get 80% compliance rate in relation to, we're doing well. But that's clearly not enough. And that's why the lockdowns in countries haven't worked, and the countries that didn't do lockdowns probably fared off equally as well. Or some of them certainly did anyway. So the point is, the strategy doesn't seem to be working. But maybe you think it is. Maybe you think this is a good strategy. Maybe you think we're not going far enough. It's a year now. It's more than a year, actually. And, you know, I mean, I could list the things. We've got a Minister for Health now, which seems to be a very unpopular Minister for Health. He's trending on Twitter tonight for some reason. Um, No particular reason. Just trending because people, I suppose, are having a go at him. You have the longest lockdown in the world. Well, next next to Cuba and Eritrea, I think. But I think Eritrea have lived to theirs, actually. So next to Cuba. Bad communication by the government. You have two different leaders, essentially. You've got Leo Varadkar, the Tanisha, and Michal Martin, both um, disconnected from each other, it seems, and saying different things at different times. You've got the whole vaccine fiasco, and it has become a fiasco in this country with a lack of supply, which should have been sourced at a much earlier date. And every single government minister and every single member of staff uh, of the HSE should be all now in a position where they, if they literally have to fly to Russia, for example, when Sputnik is cleared uh, to be used across the EU, they should be doing that. Mental health services, non-COVID health services have gone to the dogs with nearly a million people on the waiting list, under-resourced health service. On the flip side... I suppose, to make a positive out of a negative here, has any government in the world done a good job? Some will argue, maybe some did. But I want to know, here we are, a year and a bit later, and I still see people online going, well done to Michal, well done to the government, yeah, this is the best strategy, yeah, lock down the airports, yeah, do more, do more, do more, do more. I still see people supporting the government strategy. And I know somebody's going to say, Boiler, 
It's all well and good for you to say no lockdowns. What would you do, huh? How do you how do you expect to get out of this? Well, I told you already what I would do many, many moons ago, and I've told you all along what I would have done. I wouldn't have had lockdowns. I would have protected the vulnerable. And I would have focused every effort I had to make sure that those who are vulnerable to COVID-19 were protected. And personal responsibility comes into that too, by the way. But in relation to care homes and hospitals, absolutely. I would have spent everything that I had and those resources to protect those people because they are the ones who are always most at risk from COVID-19. But in saying that, that's just my view. Your view could be slightly different to mine or it could be very different to mine. Your view could be one of these zero COVID people who believe that, you know, we should never leave the home until this is gone, essentially. And then as soon as this is gone, we're free to do what we want and we close our borders and never let a sinner into the country again until COVID-19 is gone. That's not going to work out. This is not Australia or New Zealand or any country in the Oceania region. Uh, those countries, all those countries, by the way, people talk about Australia and New Zealand. All the countries in that region have very low case numbers. And there's a lot of variables inclu- in that, including climate. But I won't go into all that. They don't have land borders either. We have a land border with Northern Ireland. And unless somebody's willing to stand up there and do a patrol at Newry, and fair play to you, by the way, if you do that, tip me hat to you, um, I think that that's never going to change. That's a huge political circus, and that's not going to change. So the point is, do you support the government strategy? Do you support it? And do you still support it? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Morris. How are you doing, Niall? Good evening to you. It's been a while, Morris. We, uh, did you take a sabbatical? I did, I did. I normally give up things that I love for Lent, and I couldn't stick it anymore, so I had to come on. <laughs> you're right so you didn't last is that what you're I trying did. to tell me is that a sin by the way to, to go against no just, no no it's okay but you know what I found out that they never told us what you can stop doing Lent when you're 30 so you're okay actually <laughs> she's she's two years past it or five years of, as I said yeah, earlier on your daughter made me aware of that she said dad you don't have to who brought, you don't. who brought that rule in or did your daughter just make that up no no my daughter found out about it she went in and looked in her catechism <laughs> but, uh, yes, catechism. that's a word I haven't heard in years <laughs> I know yeah it's part of me childhood yeah so I yes, mean Morris I mean I think it would be fair to say we were all on the government side at the very yeah. start of this uh, yeah. because of course we didn't know what we were dealing with you know we were told that you know 5% of the population would die if they got it it was all very doomsday uh, it turned out thankfully not to be as bad as people thought uh, thankfully, yeah. uh, as all these modelers, as they call them, or epidemiologists yeah. suspected, mm. here we are a year later, and we're still all, a lot of people, out of their jobs, businesses closed, yeah. restrictions, not going on holidays, mental health down the toilet. So, are you still, do you support it? Do you support the government? I'm, I'm, I have no confidence in the people that are in the government at the moment. The two parties that came together to run this country for five years and use a third party as a, a stay in power gauge. I've no confidence in any of them. I think there are a bunch of individuals who are grabbing everything they can from the government public purse, me and you, the taxpayer. They'll all go away in five years' time on big pensions and retire. But in the meantime, the thing that, the, the way, I'll be honest with you now, I am, I am a, a, a very proud Irish man and I'm proud of my family on my mother's side and on my father's side because they've done what they had to do during the civil war here, Okay. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the violence that went on and, 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 and the, you know, the war that went on. I'm talking about people who put their lives on the line to give us what we have today, okay? This is where I'm coming from. And the thing that I think the, this government done that betrayed you, that betrayed me, and betrayed the generations to come after us, 
they turned around and gave themselves a pay rise in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. To me, they gave the rest of us the two fingers. I'm all right, Jack. And that doesn't sit very well with me. I see that as a betrayal of people in this country and what they've done. And then people slagged off the parties like Sinn Féin and the other independents. They had to write out a document to say, I, so-and-so, so-and-so, do not want this pay rise. And they put the money back in to the exchequer. But the, the people that's running the country, the three parties, they all took us. Now, that doesn't sit well with me because I see poverty every day on the streets of Dublin because I, I walk outdoors, okay? And I'm on the streets of Dublin over nearly 40 years now and it's getting worse. The depravity is getting worse. I just see poor people all the time, people struggling, people that are being let fall through the cracks. But the way they're handling it now, I have a good, strong mentality. I come from a, a very strong background and family and we support each other. But I'm starting to feel the strain now. I've done everything I can to protect me and my family. But, but and Ronan, Glenn, Ronan Glynn said the other night he wants you to do a little bit more. And that's another kick in the face. You know, we've been doing this since March last year. And we're not getting out of it. And they're making bad decisions and wrong decisions. But the thing about it is... Who, who's, who do you think, who's running the country? Is, is it the Civil government? Servants. Well, Civil I'm, servants. What I'm saying is, it, is the government or Nefis that are running the country now? These, yeah, these puppets that are out in the front, these two parties that are sworn enemies, Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, they are sworn enemies yeah, but with the, the greatest, world. Yeah, Morris, with the greatest respect, right? I mean, don't, power. Yeah, but hang on, are they, the two, are they the best of the bad bunch? I mean, would Sinn Féin have done any better? Because all I hear, generally speaking, is Sinn Féin agreeing with everything the government are doing, generally. Generally, I'm t- I'm, be, they, they look, they, they're having pot shots at each other over stupid stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. And who's suffering in the meantime? Who's cutting the cross? Oh, yeah, but Sinn Féin, but, but if we were, public. if this was a Sinn Féin government, right, at the moment, yeah. We would be in, a, I believe, right, I believe yeah. we would be in a worse situation because Sinn Féin have already talked about zero COVID. They've already talked about stricter lockdowns. Uh, yeah. they've all, I've heard them on numerous occasions saying these things. So I don't think it would be any... In fact, I think it would be worse. Are you, well, I understand you where you're coming from and I believe in this democracy and we're all entitled to our opinion. But I'll, I'll give you this question. Would they be doing any worse than the crowd that's in there at the moment? Because they've never had a turn, Correct. Well, 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 I, well, you know what? I wouldn't have minded giving them a turn, as you say, but yeah. not not during this particular time. I well, and, and by the way, there is part of me that has yeah. a little bit of sympathy for Michal Martin. This man has been gagging to be Taoiseach for God knows how many years, and yeah. now he becomes Taoiseach at the worst possible time in our history. So I'm sure he's not too pleased about the whole situation. And he will remember for all the things that went wrong. Well, he will. He will remember for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. yeah. And and you know why? I feel I don't feel bad for him because when he was in government with Bertie and the rest of them and the country went into financial failure. That was on his watch. He was an ex-minister. That's right, he minister, was. You know, yeah. and, you know, the 14 years... Now, listen, this is what somebody said, Noel. This is what somebody said in the Fianna Fáil party. I wrote it down. Ah, don't be giving out to us. We're 14 years of power. We're inclined to make mistakes. Could you not have learned anything to do right in the 14 years you were in the wilderness after you betrayed the people of Ireland and brought the IMF in? So what, see what, so I mean? what, so what do you think? I mean... Let me just put you in the job for a second. I know you're, I know you're not a politician. I know you're not a decision yeah, maker, etc. But I would have, you know... I, what I, would you know? No, forget about last year. Forget about last, before the Christmas. Yeah. Right now, what would you do? To, to, to help the people of Ireland? To change, to change what's going on, what would you do? I'd make sure everybody had enough to eat and they were warm and they were kept. 
and I wouldn't be coming out dictating to them, this is what the specialists say. I'd, I'd roll up the people that I think I would trust and know to guide us out of this. None of them have the experience to guide a, a country out of this pandemic that we're in. Is, is, there anybody, said, is there anybody speaking at the moment, Morris? You said before we're 100 years out of this Republican struggle for freedom and we're making a balls of it. And it probably is happening. So maybe the time is for change. Maybe the time is coming, Niall, for the people to take back the country that they own. It's our country. Am I right? Well, yes. Well, it is our country, but we've never really run it ourselves. Well, there you go. Well, maybe it's about time. I'll tell, I'll tell I mean, do you, do you right? really? I mean, do you really think we've ever had independence? When you think about it, are, are we ever really a republic? Because, of course, you know, the British had it at one stage, then the Catholic Church took it over, and then as soon as the Catholic Church, we got it back off the Catholic Church. Essentially, we gave it to Europe. So, and really, have we ever run our own country at all? And who suffered during all this? The people, that, the men, the women, and the children in this country, under the hands of all the people that were supposed to protect us, and the badness and the horrific things that went on. But I'll, I'll tell you one thing now, as a proud Irish man. I would put women in charge of this country. Because I'm telling you now, and you know this like your own mother did, the Lord of Mercy and mine. Those women ran those houses like clockwork. Clothes, food, everything was done on time, paid the bills. Mary Lou lose a woman, in case you hadn't noticed. I mean, she She does, yeah, but I, I, I wouldn't yeah. trust her with COVID-19. Not some of the stuff that I've heard her say. Well, to be honest with you, Noel, she started off her political career in Fianna Fáil. I mean, you see what sort of a cesspit it was. She left and went to Fianna Gael, uh, Sinn Féin. You know, but, she started out as a, a representative for Fianna Fáil. Well, well depend, depending on your political leanings, people would say from one cesspit to another. Well, there you, well, yeah, at, I mean, you know, the, at the, the time day, she went to Sinn Féin, they didn't have a great reputation, did they? I know, and anybody that, listen, they're still going to call them the, the party with the ballot box and the, and the rifle in their hand because of their history. You know, you can do nothing about history. And that's what's wrong with these people in this country. We look backwards. Okay, well, history, well, okay, history, well, stay, well stay, there, stay there for a second, Morris. Marion, yeah. you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Marion? How are you? Uh, good, Marion. Marion, I mean, do you... As good su- as it gets. Well, just well, about you. Yeah, hanging in there. Do you support the government's strategy currently at the moment? Currently, absolutely no way. It's it's a complete disaster. As, as, as you've pointed out, this is going on a year. According to Leo Bradcar, mm. it was only supposed to be a lockdown for a fortnight. Yeah, two weeks flat in the curve. Um, is, what you were saying to the previous gentleman, what would he do if he was in power? Um, I'm not saying I would have the absolute solution, but one thing I think we lack is an absolute balance in everything. Like, they're not taking into account what's the, you know, the mental health impact of the lockdown. Um, when, when that surgeon, Dr. Feely, or Feely, was that the Mar- man? Martin name? Feely, yeah, Martin Feely. Yeah. He, when he was forced to resign, like, he wasn't really... Yeah, anybody, anybody who goes against the government is basically is that, forced out of a job. And you know what comes to mind, the Soviet Union? The man had a logical argument. People like him, even if you disagree with Dolores Cahill, would at least listen. And that's what brings balance into the force, of Star Wars would say. But there is none. There's just this effort to focus in on one ailment or disease, which is COVID. And there's more than that happening out there. And um, another, now I'm just... Well, Gary, yeah, I mean, look, when you say there's more than that, people die... Uh, you know, uh, you know, ten times more people die on a daily basis, probably from other illnesses. You know, rather than COVID nineteen. I get that currently at the moment. Yes. Mm. Another thing that that I find is questionable is um, there are people dying from COVID, or the other question is there are people dying from another disease, and they do test positive, and they're not differentiating those that directly die from COVID and those mm. that die with it. Now, I was at a funeral say two weeks ago. 
um, of an elderly man. And you know the way I do hear the news, and I'm not saying I have the answer and I'm correct here, but the whole thing is it's people are, um, you know, people in family and friends in constant contact are passing it on to one. I'm paraphrasing what the news is telling us. Yeah. But I know of a case, I was at a funeral. This elderly man entered into the hospital with pneumonia. And he picked up the COVID in the hospital. There are people, I know... Well, uh, I mean, that, uh, that's quite common. Like, I know the UK yeah. figures were one in four cases came from hospitals. And it I, I think the figure hospital. is probably similar here too as well. And like, I, I'm just questioning the media's approach and I'm open for correction and it could be wrong. But we often focus in, there was a party here or there was a party there, but there's no evidence that maybe COVID was passed among these people. Yeah, no, no, I'm not going to disagree with you. I think think the media are focusing on individual events that have very little bearing on the big picture. In other words, for deflection. Deflection. You know, a deflection. um, And and I'm just saying, you have said that I'm very much in agreement the way your approach and your outlook on it is, is who's going to die from what when this... This is over. I'm just looking. One thing that comes to mind is back in January, where the, where the EU itself went on with petty behaviour. They're the ones who went over our government's head. They didn't um, actually um, communicate with them first. But our media, our, our, our government were to learn to the media about the threat of a hard border up the, in the north over these vaccines and availability. Mm-hmm. From the EU, I thought that was a, that's what the EU think of us. And like we're living at the mercy of Brussels, not independent our independent government. They're following orders from Brussels, and uh, but they're not in control of anything. I, well, no, I, I, don't, think, I don't think we have independence at all. To be honest with you, no, absolutely none. And here's my personal opinion again. I think it's from decades of following orders from abroad. We now have a generation of politicians that are not capable. Don't have to run the country themselves. Yeah. They don't. No, they don't because they're so used to following orders. And, um, well, we're so used to seeing what everybody else does first. We, we, we're, we're usually well, the last to do everything. It's kind of let's look and see what they're doing, and then we'll just follow. Well, the leftovers. Now, I will say to you now, sometimes it's good to look in at somebody else's yeah. approach. Will we do that? And then in the, will it work here? And then, of course, you know, it's, it's, it's a, you know, we learn from one another, too. That in itself isn't an overall crime. But as I said, the likes of that surgeon, Dr. Feely, um, that, that um, Dr. Marcus De Bruyne that man comes to mind you know he couldn't come out and then we had um, it's a doctor here in Selbridge has been he's been struck off the the medical register Mm. um, for for refusing to provide vaccines because his question you know he finds it questionable I know the one we we mentioned him in the show there back a few weeks ago you did when you interviewed um, the Bruin, Marcus de Bruyne, yes. De Bruyne, yeah, he, it came up. Yeah, because, because on his conscience said he didn't want to give them out. And, and by the way, I, I mean, I don't agree with him, but he is a doctor and he's quite tight to make his own decisions, I believe, you know, based on what he believes is ethically right and wrong. But, you know, yeah. in saying Tomorrow that... Tomorrow and the next day, Niall, um, after this whole era in history is over, another generation could be coming back and saying maybe he was right. You know, that we learned Maybe. from history. And, uh, you know, time will tell. Time will tell. I'm not saying I have answers here. But I think the major problem here is the lack of approach of the overall... Um, is it the therapeutic approach? Do you know, yeah, well, well, here's the thing that, that I was wondering about, right? And I'll say this to both of you. Can you imagine if 
Now, because generally vaccines don't get produced that quickly, okay? But th- these particular ones yeah. did because they'd already been working on a coronavirus vaccine for the last eight years for SARS-1, right? But mm. let's just say there was no vaccine available. Let's say it, it hadn't been developed. And, and there yeah. was, you know, scientists are saying, God, this could take five years, you know. So <clears> let's say, that, what, would, what would we have done? Would we have just stayed in lockdown for the next four or five years? Well, I mean, what would we have that. actually done? So, th- so here's the question then. What was plan B? Did we have a plan B? No, we didn't have a plan B. They were just living on the mercy of looking at somebody else and following orders. You know, that, that, that's, from Europe, that's yeah. what happened. From Europe, yeah. We're so used to following instructions from Europe, we're not capable of running the country. Yeah. And then, sorry, we were our government for 14 years and we're inclined to make mistakes because we've been on the sidelines for so long. But, but Marion, here's the thing. Would, would another government have done things differently, do you think? <laughs> well, to me, I just look at the doll, and to me, they're all a part of the clique in the media, or all the there porn, and the state broadcaster. Do you know what? I can't mm-hmm. even watch the state broadcaster. And what disturbs me as well, another thing that comes to mind, you know the way there's been anti-mask protests, and I was watching John um, McGurk on Mary O'Callaghan, the first time to watch RTE in a long time. Okay, yeah, I, now before you go any further, I don't want you to repeat what he said, okay? what he said okay. the only thing I will say it doesn't involve a name or, or anything okay. like that yeah. okay. one thing I will say um, is the way the media are portraying everybody on that march is right wing they it's don't wrong. know the people's personal oh no no no, no. well Carl Dieter did a great article for the Irish Independent there on uh, Saturday I think or Sunday I'm not sure anyway it was a great article uh, that he had researched this and he had spoken to 40 people at the protest in Herbert Park and asked them a series of questions and they were from all walks of life you know they were professionals they were unemployed uh, there were people who were anti-vax there were people who weren't anti-vax there were people who were anti-mask who weren't anti-mask they were from all walks of life and by the way I think John McGurk's appearance on primetime was an excellent appearance unfortunately he did make a little bit of a I know, I know okay, and, we, and we all know that cost RT. 20 grand. All right. Yeah. So now they're very quick to pay it out, mind you. Now, stay there for a second. Let me go to um, John. You're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, John? Uh, how are you? Good. John, okay. Faith in the government. Well, you've never had faith in the government from the word go from as long as I know you, John. But I mean, well, di- could they have done it any differently or really would they dealt a bad hand? Because after all, they didn't develop COVID-19. Well, that's a given, obviously. Like, I mean, but Mind you, there are conspiracy theorists out there who maybe say that yeah, you to go there, on. There is the old thing, they come with the old, come with the men, or come with the woman, or come with the men, or come with the women, right? And obviously anyone with a brain understands that. Like, that when the pressure is on, people step up. It's like going back, I mean, right back to the, the, the TB with Noel Brown. I mean, there was a man that stood out. Donegal O'Malley who brought free education, just didn't even consult his own party, stood up and said... Kids are going to get free education secondary from now on. Fantastic. Brilliant. Why haven't we got politicians like that today? And there's a girl says, you know, you must be joking. Like, Sinn Féin have questioned nothing on what the government are doing, the two parties in power. They're absolutely useless. They're sitting back, they're walking in the shadows, and they're just waiting for the next election. That's all they're doing. They're hoping the government will trip up and trip up. And the more unpopular that Leo Varadkar gets, the more unpopular that Michal Martin gets, the better for the Shinners. Because we all know they're going to run more candidates. If they did the last time, they'd have got a huge majority in the doll. It's all about the next election. People want to get into their head. Now, everyone I speak to is sick to death. Taxi drivers, bus drivers, people working in shops, unionists. They're sick of it. They're fed up. They're depressed. They're down. They can't lift their bloody mood. And look... Well, I would, you ask Mollis there, what would he do, right? I would know, even though I hate to live in sight of the idea, right? I would lock down this country for the next six weeks, oh. as much as we could. Oh, I, I, John. I don't want to hear, no, I let me finish. I don't want to hear one more word about the, the, the border or about the Good Friday Agreement, right? 
I want something done up there. Only essential stuff come in. Medicines, food, right? Well, but the, wait, well, hang, on, well, no, hang on, hang well, on. No, let's let's be clear about something, John. With the greatest respect, right? Northern Ireland today has seen the lowest case numbers they've had since I think last September, eighty-seven cases. Uh, they've vaccinated probably ha- over half the adult population at this stage. They're way ahead of the game. There is less chance or l- absolutely zero yeah, risk in the, people the, coming from Northern the, Ireland the, into Ireland. But the problem is, you see, we're a risk you know, to them. It's the other way around. Who's coming over the border? We don't know. Look who? 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 Who is? I mean, we, we, but this is it. We don't know who's coming. I mean, the, what was it? It was a 10,000 people came into this country last week. There was 108,000 came in for the whole month of January. Jesus Christ. We're in the middle of this thing. Like, where are these people coming from? But on one hand, you're telling me the government are doing a bad job, that people are depressed with lockdowns and blah, 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 blah. On the other hand, you're telling me to lock down. Well, look, if we want to get out of this thing once and for all... There's a Hobson's the choice, isn't it? The people are on the floor. No, yesterday. So no, what would you? Okay, so so your plan? You're talking about zero COVID, and I know your good friend in Cork, Jerry Killeen, has been talking about it on a regular basis with PJ Coogan. So you you're talking about zero COVID. That's what you're talking about, aren't you? Well, if you get uh, well, that, that's their plan to lock down everything for about a six yeah. week period. Now, but but that has to be it then. When we come out of ah, well, see, that's not going to be it, is it? Yeah. Because that's well, not yeah. because even you go to New Zealand and Australia, which are two very different countries, by the way, yeah. climate wise, and every time you get one or two cases, it's locked down again. Yeah. So, you, well, and, so what? You want to keep doing that for the rest of our days and have no, no tourism? No, no. What, what you can do then is like what's the, what's they are doing. You see, like I mean, you contact and trace. You see, they're locked down. In ah, you do, but John, we're part of Europe. We're part of the European Union. We're part of a continent. Australia is a continent in itself. They don't have to answer to anybody. They don't need... Well, mind you, it's 5% of their GDP or so they do need tourism. They're losing billions because of it, okay? But they can do without it. They're self-sufficient. We can't. We need tourism and we will need tourism. So this idea of locking down everything, having a zero COVID and literally putting a wall around the country, that is not going to work in the long term. Scientists said, said today this virus could be with us for at least 10 years. Well, if that's the way, we just have to learn to live with it. No, ah, but just no. stop, John. Yeah, no, no, one second. Yesterday, no, uh, I go up every... The North Cathedral is the main, the main headquarters uh, and the cathedral in the north side of Cockroach. And the bishop says mass every Sunday morning, half past 11. And there's about 40 of us gather outside the door protesting because the, we don't believe that the churches should be closed. We believe there should be at least 100 people in at social distance, right? Mm-hmm. And I went in beforehand. It's open for prayer and reflection. But then you have to leave and they close the door. Yeah, well, mind you, I don't know. The, the, this priest that has been fined on a couple of occasions now at this stage. Yeah. Uh, and yes, the HSE only said a short while ago that no priest would ever be arrested for saying mass. But this is, this is what I'm saying. So I, I don't know what law. I think, unless the, the guards are making their own laws now at this stage. Maybe, but, I don't know, well, in that particular well, that, case. That's what really pissed me off yesterday, like so I was going up anyway. So what I done in solidarity with that priest, like and the people outside, when they came around to close the doors, they said the mass is starting, you know, you'll have to leave me for a minute. I refused to leave. And there was a big whole hand side and they kept asking me and asking me and asking me and I said, No, I'm not going. I'm staying for the mass. So they didn't threaten to call the girls. I said, Bring in the girls and what I will do, I will claim the law of sanctuary within the church and I will not be removed, I said, by you or by anyone wearing a yellow jacket. So they couldn't get me out, so I stayed there for the whole mass. I didn't come out after and was talking to the crowd outside. This is the vindictiveness that's going on now. And there was a post by an individual from the cathedral and said that from now on on Sunday mornings, there'd be no prayer and reflection. The doors would be closed at nine o'clock. They won't even open them on the back of what I'd done. So one individual that would refuse to leave the church because he wanted to get mass, I am now supposed to be responsible for closing the church. 
I'm reading here, the Department of Health has said that priests cannot be criminally sanctioned for holding a public mass while COVID-19 regulations are in place. Uh, however, the department also said that, uh, confirmed that to the journal.e at the time that there is no provision for this in the legislation that underpins restrictions. Then, when they were talking about this particular provision, which was yeah. with mass limited to taking place online under level three, four, and five, Ireland's coronavirus measures, the prospect of priests being fined or imprisoned for holding a service has been the focus of comment online in the media and even in the Dáil chambers in recent weeks. And they confirmed that priests cannot be criminally sanctioned for holding a public mass while in COVID nineteen regulations. So, mind no, you, it, mind you. So, so on the face of it, what? According to Grip Media, and I'm reading it here, on the face of it, they say we have a situation where the Gardaí have just issued a fine and are threatening somebody with a final warning uh, for yeah. doing something that's not really illegal. Well, this is it. Like, and let's be honest. I never thought I'd see the day that a priest, an ordained priest, imagine, that says mass, would be actually fined 500 euro and threatened to be arrested for saying the exact same, doing the exact thing that he was trained for and ordained for. Or that well, he said he's not paying the fine, didn't he? He well, said he'd let it go to court. I never yeah. thought I'd see the day that me, a parishioner of Cork City, right, a baptised Christian Catholic, right, would be threatened with the guards inside in the church. I never saw this coming. Okay, but, then, but on the one hand, John, you're saying all the right things. And, but then you're telling me in the next breath that you'd lock everything down for six weeks and go for the zero COVID idea. Marion... Oh, yeah? Yeah, you listen to John there. He wants to go for kind of zero COVID. Oh, yeah, I'm um, sure you've heard in this In your theory. dreams, that's all I can say. You're never going to reach zero. No, you're not. We'd all like to reach zero, but that's not going to happen. And in the meantime, it comes at the cost of something else. There's the suicide rates increasing um, significantly, um, you know, and there's delays in, in treatment. And then they have people scared to go in for appointments. And mm-hmm. that, is, you know, that, is, you that is a genuine thing at the moment. People don't want to go to hospitals. Yeah, i would be honest with you. I, I, I wouldn't like to be in a hospital myself. I would be more afraid of it picking, up, picking it up in the hospital. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want to discourage people who genuinely feel unwell. You should go. Yeah, I'm not helping it yeah. there either, but that's in yeah. the back of my mind, like, you know. Yeah. But um, that's all I can say. Okay, well, stay there. Let me go to Neve as well. Neve, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Neve? Hi, how are you? Good, Neve. Okay, come on, you're the voice of reason here. I mean, are the Irish government, the strategy employed by them currently at the moment, forget about last year before Christmas and everything else, are they doing a good job? No, not anymore. If you'd asked me this question last year, you and I nearly had a stand-up row over this last year because I, I was real on the side of doing the right thing and I, I, I fed into the hysteria and I fed into the fear because I believe when they said everyone was going to drop dead, I included my asthmatic son in that, and I got terrified. Mm. Now, I, I, I think it's the blind leading the blind. I think that, you know, they're talking about opening up certain things, but it's the wrong stuff. You know, I mean... Well, they're not talking about opening up anything. The, the, the suggestion I well, seem I mean, to... The hinting I'm getting today is... They're using this, you know, that it's the cases are increasing again with the new variant um, to use as an excuse or another stick to beat us with on, on April the 5th to say, well, listen, you know, we won't be actually removing any restrictions. And, and, and the suggestion was we might change the 5K to 8K or 10K. So who, that doesn't make a blind bit of difference. I mean, here's the thing, right? In Northern Ireland, there's been no 5K restriction. Um, you know, for the last God knows whatever it is or, you know, year. There's been no risk. There's no checkpoints everywhere. Stop police going. And yes, their case numbers are low at the moment. Now, I know they have the vaccines, but overall, in the whole 12-month period, they haven't fared off any worse than we did. If you're going to get COVID, 5K doesn't mean a damn thing. No. I mean, I, you're still I not allowed to go anywhere. The hotels are closed anyway. But, but that's it. I had to go for a COVID test today. 
And I have done everything. Why are you a close contact I, or something? No, I just felt really, really unwell over the weekend. And um, Ah, you poor thing. Are you all right now? I, I feel a little tiny bit better now. It's just, I just feel ropey. And right. um made the phone call because my partner's in work and my son is in school, so I reckon it was the right thing to do. Yeah. So I went for the test today, so we'll see. We'll see what they come back with. But if it comes back positive, I want my money back for the last year because I have done everything they've asked. I've stated in my 5K. So it proves the point that I could walk outside my front door and catch COVID or I could go 10 or 20 kilometres and not catch COVID. Distance isn't an issue here. No. You know, it's, it's, it's not making any difference. I've gone to the shop once a week. If it comes back positive, somewhere along the line, I picked it up. It could be that new variant that's very contagious. I don't know. Mm. But it kind of highlighted to me in a blinding thing over the weekend that, my God, what are we doing? It's not making a blind bit of difference. If I can pick it up and people are picking it up who've done everything they were asked. Yeah, but you, you'll be able to, you, you, they want you to do a bit more. Well, there's nothing more. No, that's I mean, what Ronan Glynn said. He wants everyone to do a bit more. I mean, it's all well and good, and I say this with respect to Ronan Glynn because I'm sure he's a nice guy, but it's all well and good for Ronan Glynn to say that. He still goes to work every day, has his workmates, I'm sure has a cup of coffee in the restaurant, the cafe during the day in the dollar, wherever it is, they have their tea and coffee. His life is reasonably normal. It's all and well and good, and, and he's on a good wage, I'm sure, too. I was going to say that. He gets yeah. full wages at the end of every Probably month. a six-figure sum. But, and, and it's, talk, it's all well and good to him say that. They're talking about, like they were talking about um, letting the GAA go back and things like that. Now, that's brilliant. Don't get me wrong. But can we not maybe, instead of that, concentrate on maybe something that somebody could earn money from? Half the people can't afford to go to a British GAA match anymore. Mm. So why not open something that has been proved to be okay, like a hairdresser's, like pubs, yeah. which did, like, you know, the restaurants. Cinemas, I believe. There was no cases in cinemas or outbreaks because, of course, cinemas have an ideal situation where people are seated, they're not moving, and you can leave. Because I remember during the last lifting of the lockdown, uh, going to the cinema, and, you know, they left six seats around each couple or, you know, group or whatever it was, you know, or family. They, they leave seats empty around you. So it's an ideal situ- scenario. Well, that's it. They need to stop treating us like we're thick. Well, they we are treating us like to, we're thick. We know what to do now. It's yeah, sorry, John, we, sorry, John we what are you trying to say to Neve there? What are you trying to say to him? Yeah, look, that's the point I was making there, like, I mean, the guys look, uh, one in the sin, we need to do an extra bit, right? But look, you see, the trouble is the extra bit, we don't know what the end is in sight for the extra bit. If we knew, if we said, look, we're coming out of this, in the, and we said the end of June or whatever, and that'll be it then, and if there's isolated cases, we'll deal with it, but look... We have to open up again because we have to get on with our lives. We just can't be, we can't be left on forever. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, stay there a second. Let me go to Joseph as well. Stay there, please, Neve, too. Um, oh, hang on, Joseph. I'll just turn you on there. Not in the, bibli- not in the biblical sense, obviously. Uh, Joseph. How are you? Uh, it's been a while, Joseph. Yeah. How are you? Oh, I'm going, Joseph. You said it like you were coughing there when you come on. That was the answer. No, sorry, that was me. Sorry. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, that'll, be, that'll be the next thing that'll be thrown out. Never have to have come up with a theory that you can catch COVID over the phone. You said not to make any more phone calls. Well, uh, don't forget uh, some of the companies were telling people to wear masks, even though they were on, on the phone. But maybe because. On the, on the Zoom thing or whatever. You know, why why would you wear a mask on Zoom? But they were telling them to do that because it's about the brainwashing, you see. Oh, right. Okay. It's the, it's the yeah, aesthetics of it. Sorry, no, they did it. Well, I, well, by the way, can I just say, I, I want to just say this now out loud. 
anybody who has a profile picture, and I understand there's a bit of virtue signaling going on, but if you've got your profile picture, be it on Twitter or on Facebook or whatever, with a mask on you, unless you're in the health service, of course, with a mask on you, you look like a gobshite. You yeah, just, you yeah, just yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand there's a bit of virtue signaling going on. You want to support mask mm-hmm. wearing and all that sort of thing. But you don't need to have it on your profile picture. We'd rather see your face. Yeah, sorry, Joseph, just getting back to um, what I was saying there. I, in relation to the government, I mean, look, they didn't invent COVID-19, the Irish government, right? I don't want to go all the other theories, but the Irish government certainly didn't invent it. That's for sure, develop it. So really, they were kind of left in uncharted territory. I don't think anybody could have done a great job of what, of what was, to, you know, what was needed to sort things out. So let's look at today. Forget about last year before Christmas, the strategy employed by them today. Um, do you believe it's a good strategy? Well, as I said there, when your chat rang me up, uh, if there's a minus infi- infinity, that would be the score I'd give them. Right, OK, so the worst possible strategy. In other words, a two-year-old could do better, as far as you're concerned. A uh, two-year-old uh, would make a mess with a picture and might make you a masterpiece. But these... Well, you see, there's an old saying, it's too stupid to be stupid. So in actual fact, you're not getting your freedoms back now. I keep saying this all the time. Mm. You're not getting them back. You're, I don't know what, at what point will the penny hit the bottom of the barrel and people are going to realise this has nothing to do with a virus. You're not getting your freedoms back. So you're still sticking with your theory that there's a bigger plan. But you're not, Well, I mean, I know there was an article in the BBC today. I'm just looking at it here. COVID masks and social distancing could last for years. Well, hello, Niall. I mean, wh- at what point is it going to sink in? They're telling you what they're doing to you. But they, they're, they're, what their reasoning for doing it and your thinking why they're doing it or Joseph are two different things they say they're doing it for public health reasons oh yeah well okay for example public health okay for example if you have a mask on your chances of getting bacterial pneumonia increase greatly you're lowering oxygen increasing CO2 their theories by certain scientists and other scientists would disagree with that no they're totally provable all you have to do is get a CO2 monitor yeah well and and I have seen equivalent tests done by other people that (laughs) will counter those arguments so Uh, can you can you can you breathe through a mask? Can I breathe through a mask? Yeah, yeah, you can. Well, what goes in and out? I mean, I don't, don't get me wrong. I only wear it into shops, but yes, yeah, I can no, breathe I'm through. I'm just saying you can breathe through it. Right. It's not. So, it's by the way, and I'm going to be honest. It's not the most comfortable thing in the world to wear. I, I don't like wearing them, but I do wear it when I go into a shop. Yeah. Well. Okay. So, uh, tiny droplets of moisture get out through. So, if you go out in a cold evening, you can even if you have a mask on your breath. Do you know how far your breath travels? Uh, I have no idea, feet, Joseph. Twenty-seven feet. Well, now, now that's if you're coughing, I imagine. No, 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 no. You can easily do this experiment yourself. The next really cold, frosty night, go out with a torch, breathe out through your mask, breathe out just ordinary, and you'll see your breath travel away. Yeah, but I, I imagine your breath is lighter than droplets no, no, of a no, virus. No, what you're seeing is minute aerosol droplets of moisture coming out from your lungs, full of hundreds of thousands of viruses. It's, it's complete... Okay, well, let's get... Okay, you, okay, you don't like masks, and that's fair enough. You're, no, you, and it, you don't it, believe they serve well, any purpose. Well, no, but the reality is, if masks work, you could, you could, you could work in a lab dealing with viruses wearing a mask, you'd be fine. You'd lose your job on the spot. Sorry, John, what are you trying to say to Joseph there? I said, what are you saying there? That uh, we won't get our freedom back, and we should realise that. That's a ridiculous statement to make. That will only happen if people allow it to happen. But they and are allowing it to happen. Huh? But they are allowing it to happen. Yeah, but so I mean, mean it's not, any, it's not, any idiot, any idiot who's walking along the street wearing a mask out in the sun and the breeze blowing, or wearing ca- masks in the car, two or three of them yeah, driving around, yeah, but like when, the when car, you make, breathe through your breath, 
When you make a statement like that, that we, we're not getting our freedom back, there's more to it than masks. Make it, that's a blanket statement to make. And no, that's no, the masks are happen. symbolic. The masks are symbolic of... <laughs> it's, it's, it's a complete capitulation and rolling over to... Well, we, we'll, say, we'll say we'll, we'll follow your theory, so, right, that we're never getting our freedom back. What are you going nope. to do about that? Uh, you know what? There comes a point when... You're whistling Dixie in the wind, and, you know, I believe in God, so we're all going to leave this planet sometime anyway, so... No, but we're leaving the planet. What will you do, like, to get our freedom back? Well, what am I going indiv- to do? What can one individual... I, I, I've ah, you see, this is the thing, no... I mean, but Herman, it, Herman, I, it, I it only takes one I'm trying to point it out to you here, and you can't even accept this. So what, where am I going? Where, where, I'm just pointing out the obvious. This is the elephant in the room. Nobody wants to address it. You're not getting your freedoms back. But you see, you keep saying that, but I mean, that's completely negative. Why don't you do you, 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 No matter how many times you say it, Joseph, it doesn't make it true. That's your opinion, and, and you're entitled to your opinion and oh, your view. On, oh, oh, sorry, hold on a minute. Uh, two weeks just to flatten the curve. Oh, we have a, 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 a process of leaving, stages one, two, three, four, five. Never got anywhere, a roadmap to nowhere. Then we have levels, and now we've just gone into level five permanently. Oh, you might be let out at level five, maybe in June, but we're not sure, and maybe this is... And now you've just quoted the paper articles that your, your masks are not going away for the next four, five, six, seven... Well, so yeah, that was, uh, B- well, that was BBC News today, they said. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading the headline here, it says, yeah, COVID mass not. social distancing will last for years. Sorry, his sorry, John? I said his answer, so, like, I mean, is that... Roll over. We'll just his all over. No, I'm not rolling over to we wait no, God, no. like, takes us all. Like, so in the meantime, we're going to do fuck all to save ourselves. But they're not. Okay, oh, but, but Joseph, Joseph, now, I know, Joseph, that you, uh, I know you for years, Joseph, from coming on the show, and you, you have a million theories, and you, and you read a lot. I'm not going to say you don't, but you believe a certain thing that other people may not believe, and some people would agree with you, and some people disagree with you, right? Uh, you would be better known to many people as a conspiracy theorist, right? Well, now, I'm not expecting conspiracy theorists. No, I'm, by the way, I'm not saying that in a derogatory fashion. To you. I'm just saying a conspiracy, right? So you would believe a lot of the conspiracies are. And so, I mean, you, you can't deny that there are viruses in the human body and in the atmosphere and that people do die of viruses. You can't deny that, of course. But who, where does that, that's not, how can you deny that? That's okay, well, that's fine. I mean, well, that's all I'm saying, because I, I, I hear some people and they're, they're kind of denying that viruses don't even exist. Well, I, I mean, I've I, seen... Hold on a minute. Viruses are real. I oh, mean, they, well, that's that well I'm like, glad you said that. I mean, they can be seen no, under microscope. Just another hole under the ditch, as you are. So, well, that's fair enough. Uh, you work away, but here's the thing, right? Um, because obviously you... I'll tell you what's nothing. coming, though. I'll you tell you what's coming. You will do nothing to get all freedom back. Uh, to I'm sure I... Well, well, hang on, John. With the greatest oh, respect, he's not Michael Collins. You know, he's yeah, just a joke. I yeah, you see, this is a joke. I mean, you, you, you link up with like-minded people. We saw no, what don't, happened. I don't link up with anyone. I don't the same thing can happen but, but Yeah, but John, I, wait, wait, John, wait, respect. Now, I, by the way, I'm not supporting, because obviously, from a broadcasting point of view, I need to be responsible about how I say this. I'm not supporting people going out irresponsibly protesting. But Joseph would, would argue, I'm sure, and I don't need to put words in his mouth, that the people who did go out to do something about it were labelled right-wing nutcases. But you well, see, the I, thing is, like, if we, if we get, if, if according to George, Afraid that it's all over, right? Well, then the whole no, I didn't say it was changes. all over. The I whole landscape changes. Then it goes then completely down the militant road. Well, I'll tell you what's going to happen. Okay, well then, Joe, Joe, just I, I, before I go, because I have to go into a break. I need to go to Alan before the break as well. Sorry, but Joseph, just tell me one thing: if you were in government, what would yeah. you have done differently? 
No, back, uh, well, I mean, back at the time, I, I, I believed it was a serious virus. I was on that time. And yeah, I, I, as we all did, thought, yeah. Um, but very quickly, I realised what was not going on. And I very quick, and I said it to you on here. I said, you did. This is bogus. And but you didn't say, yeah, well, I, I probably didn't agree with you when you said it was bogus, but yeah, you did, you did, your theory was it was bogus. The numbers are bogus. Because, okay. And I can put, that's provable by math. So why, you're not answering my question. What, what would you be doing right now if you're, you're Michal Martin right now, Joseph, what would you do tomorrow morning? I ever am that man or anything to do with him. Um, if I was the, the leader of the country, I'd just open it up. But your financial collapse now is coming. Ruin, financial ruin is coming. Well, the Great Depression, they're going to call it. Yeah, the it's called, no, it's not the Great Depression. It's the great oppression, depression beyond belief. Okay, well, stay, stay there, Joseph, because i got to go to Alan very quickly before the break. Alan, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Alan? Oh, hey, you know what? How's it going? Good, Alan. Um, what do you want to say? Um, yeah, no, I was listening earlier to the first caller, Morris, you know, and I was kind of, you know, kind of agreeing with a lot of what he was saying, like, getting back to, like, what you said at the start of, like, you know, of, of the show, um, like, do I think the government is doing a good job? And the answer would have to be most certainly not. I think what they've done here has been you know, disastrous, to be honest with you. Like, you know, as in, I work in an industry that's basically been destroyed from from COVID. You know, it's, you know... Are you in, are you in hospitality? I, I am not. Yes, I am, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah I am. Um, basically, I, I have three young kids, you know, not to go into the ins and outs of it. My wife is working. Or she, you know, we struggle to pay the bills, just about keeping my head above water. Then you see, you know, as you said yourselves there, or one of your callers said earlier, you see the government then, you know, giving themselves a pay rise. And, and giving civil servants a pay rise as well. And giving civil servants a pay rise, you know, not giving a hoot about anybody else, not caring. This is a government that, you know, the majority of the people, I would say, you know, don't want to see in power, you know. Like, What's you know, the alternative? Like, well, like, listen, I know, I know you're kind of, I've heard this before on your show saying you're a little bit more towards the right, and I don't know, I don't know your political views, you know, but, like, obviously, I, I'm not going to lie to you, like, I... I Politically, I would be, I would vote for Sinn Féin all the time. I've never voted for different, for another party, okay? Oh, God. Do I think that they would do, do I think they'd do a better job? Well, I don't know. You know, nobody knows. Well, from what I've listened, I what, do, yeah, but what I, what I, I listen to David, I was listening to David Cullinan the other night as well. I mean, they're, they're even looking for stricter restrictions. Can I, can I come in there now? So I'd be, I'd be worried if they had been in because I think it would have been worse. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they would have went down a different route altogether. Maybe they're just saying that to piss off the government. Yeah, sorry, Joseph. You want to yeah, say something, Alan? Go ahead. We, we don't know what Sinn Féin would have done. We do. Should they have done it in the north? Well, they've done it more or less the same. Well, no, but that yeah, was well, between the them. DUP. Yeah, but that was between the them and the DUP. Yeah. yeah, only for the DUP, they would have gone into a lot more severe lockdown. Well, they did so want to go through a severe lockdown. Yeah. So no difference. No difference. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it would be any different, Alan. To be honest with you, right, okay, it wouldn't be any different. But like, you. So, would you have any confidence in in Stephen Donnelly and you no, know, being in charge? None neither whatsoever. Neither Absolutely none. Disaster, right? I, as as it was said in the doll, I wouldn't trust these people to deliver a point of milk. Never mind deliver vaccines to us because they can't get them. They can't do anything, right? They they brought in a they formed a coalition of two parties that you know were you know. Never, never, never before had they come together. You know, they both said that on separate occasions coming up to the election that they wouldn't go into power. Then they saw what the people wanted. So they emerged and then they brought in this revolving T-shirt that, you know, you come in till 20, end of 2022, then you come back in. A joke. They just came right. in together. But it was just so, jobs for the boys. Is they keep them, it's basically yeah. keep them all in power, yeah. So, so what, it was either that or another election. Yeah, for every year. So, so every election... Is it going to be a Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael coalition? So are we ever going to see change from Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael? 
Probably not. If they go into coalition every time a general election is called, how are we ever going to see a change? So basically what they've done is they just fed up their own nest, came together, brought in this new revolving Taoiseach, which I'm sure is a laughing stock around the world, you know, and then, you know, then they go and in the middle of a pandemic, as you said yourself, they give civil servants and get themselves a pay rise. Do I, have any, would I have any confidence in this government? No. Do I want them in power? Most certainly not. Will I see change? Probably not, because they formed an alliance to stop people seeing the change. You know, and it's ne- you know, this is like it's it's just the only so change different. I've seen around the country generally is individual politicians, usually independents, who have a different view. But I've seen many of them have been silenced over the last year. So yeah. unfortunately, you know, I, I've talked to a few of them on the air who, you know, who are quite happy to, to, to you know, oppose the government's view on COVID-19. Um, but unfortunately, they, they're independents. They don't really have any power. No, you know? of course not. Of course not. And, but nobody will know. No, like, there won't be power here for anybody apart from the two largest parties. And because, because of what they've done in, on the last general election, like they've, they've brought, you know, they've, they've set a precedent now that, you know, if, if they see somebody coming in that can, you know, take power, move them, move them aside, we'll just, we'll just come together, make sure we shut them out, and we'll just keep going. We'll keep okay. ourselves in power okay. for, forever. Listen, I've run out of time, lads. Joseph, listen, thank you very much indeed, and I appreciate you coming on the air. Nice to talk to you again, Joseph, by the way. Yeah, uh, and thank you to Alan as well. And I, 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 hope, you, I hope your job comes back soon, wherever you're Oh, you're, fingers crossed, man. Please, God. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, it's very difficult for everybody at the moment, and for particularly, well, it's difficult for a third of the population. I'll be honest with you, more so. Uh, it's difficult for everybody, but it's a third of the population are making a huge amount of money out of this. Um, the other third of the population are in the same situation, be they pensioners, unemployed, whatever. And then there's a third of the population who work in the private sector uh, in just your average Joe jobs who've lost their jobs. And they're on the cusp of breakdown and uh, bankruptcy. But uh, whatever. I think it's only a third of the population are really being affected by this uh, disproportionately. We're all in this together, me arse. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.